y'all. You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Listen Up with Jess Podcast. I'm so excited for you to join me on a new episode. You... What was that? I don't even know what that was. But that was me trying to, like, be goofy. Um, And the sound effects did not work. Anyways, I'm excited for you guys to join me. Uh, First, before we get started on the episode, I want to shout out to all my Listen Up fan, my new listeners. I Over the course of, like, just... A week or two. I've been meeting new friends and connecting, and I just love it. They're also like podcasters too, or they have their own business, and you know, uh, and then just my friends like supporting. Shout out to Chriselle, first of all. I'm gonna shout her out because that's my girl. Chriselle really be out here just like <laughs> on the IG, like hyping your girl up, and I think it's just. It's amazing how, you know, I can tell that the podcast is really touching her. And then she wants to share it with her friends and people that I don't even know. And we've just been connecting with um, other people. So, yeah, shout out to all the new listeners. Make sure you are subscribing to the um, podcast. Uh, So whether you do it through Apple or Spotify, just subscribe so you can get the latest um, episodes. And if you are just tuning in and this is your first episode, um, it's cool. I don't really go in a specific order, but I do suggest you to go back, um, you know, to the first episode and kind of work your way if you want to, uh, because God has been moving with this thing. He really has. Um, So again, yeah, shout out to all the um, intentional listeners out here that be like, Jess, this touched me. Like, I needed this. Um, I believe God just be right on time for um, these episodes. Uh, cause again, like, honestly, like I was supposed to record this episode last week, not no cap. I was, <laughs> And your girl was just not in a good space. If I can be real transparent, cause that's what I am. I was kind of feeling down last week and I was definitely in my feelings. And I was like, I'm never going to record an episode if my spirit is not right. And if I don't feel, you know, you know, I, I don't feel that God has, Not that God is not able to still work through me and help me push through my feelings, but I want it to be authentic to the space that I'm in and uh, where I'm at mentally and spiritually. And so I was having one of those days where I just was like, even though I had it all, you know, I had this episode written out, I was ready. I'm like, God, you really revealed this to me, but it just, it wasn't the right time. And so I think like y'all can feel energy. Like you can feel energy through these podcasts. You can tell when somebody was really not feeling it and just did it to do it or whatever. And I'm just not that type of chick. Like if I don't want to do it, uh, I'm just not going to do it because if I'm not in like that right space. And because I know that, you know, I'm also coming from a very uh, spiritual and sometimes sensitive topics and things like that. I just want to be very authentic and real. And so if I'm, you know, going through one of those days, you know, definitely I express those, what I'm going through. Uh, but I just want to make sure my energy is right before getting on his, this here mic and sharing with my, my listen up fam, you know, and my friends and stuff like that ain't cool. So anyways, um, yeah, man, this episode is going to be, 
a good one, I think. Uh, I think it's necessary. I feel like a lot of my friends were in this, you know, transitional season and, um, with transition, depending on where, where, like where you were, where you're going, who you used to be, you know, all that. It's a transition of life. And for me, I, I would say over the last three to four months, God has really been speaking to me, um, transforming me in the way that I, you know, view things, see things, the way my heart, um, my, the way my heart you know, feels about certain things. And um, I love it because honestly, I think it's just growing me closer and closer to God. So um, in this delicate season of mine, I have three words that have been heavy, that have just been pushing me, that is keeping me on the path, um, on the path that I need to be on and that I desire to be on, honestly. I just really desire it. And I, um, and it's, you know, I desire to surrender. I desire to have faith and I desire to be in obedience with God. So surrender, faith, and obedience. And when I tell you, like when God just started speaking to me and is just doing this shift in my life, like everything was just confirming, like these are the words for you, Jess. This is what you got to go off of. Because like from like my devotions, from the sermons, like if y'all tune in to Pastor Mike Todd, Crazy Faith Series, yo, if you're in a season where you just need some faith, you need some real deal faith, like Crazy Faith Series will get you all the way together. I'm talking about all the way, like gather your whole life <laughs> together. And I love it because it was just confirming a lot of things that God was, you know, I heard these whispers, but I was just like, oh, I don't know, God, like, I don't know if that's you talking, you know what I'm saying? And it was, and it's been good. So yeah, um, it's, you know, been just aligning with like I said, from my devotions, from sermons, from scripture to my Bible study, like God has been revealing some things. And so recently um, I was doing a morning devotion and um, I was studying uh, Genesis 22. Uh, and it's so crazy because... Um, like I said, like I said, it's not just me going through this. I believe I have a really strong village. Um, and so when I'm connecting with, you know, my friends and I'm telling them what I'm going through, they're like, yo, Jess, like I'm going through the same thing. Like not the same scenario, but like the same, you know, concept of like, I got to have faith or I got to walk in obedience. This is what God called me to do. Like, and I got to go and do this thing. And so I just love that, you know, when I get something out of my devotion or something, I can share this with uh, my accountability partners. I can share this with you guys here on this podcast to help encourage you because I know encourage me. And, and then my, you know, just my desire is that we're sharing this all over because that's the good news. That's how the gospel works, you know, spreading good news, spreading what God can do and will do, you know? So in this, um, like I said, in this, in Genesis 22, it talks about Abraham's faith and obedience, right? And so, um, I'm going to give you a little backstory, kind of, I'm not going to assume everybody is just like, 
knows the word of God front and back. Because first of all, I don't, okay? Because your girl's not um, a pastor. I'm not theologian or whatever. Like, I ain't go to school for that. Um, I just be reading the Bible and trying to, like, be, like, praying God, like, make it make sense. <laughs> like, real talk, make it make sense to your girl. So, backstory of, like, Abraham and Sarah. So, that's not chapter 22. That's a little bit before. But that was um, be- uh, one of the promises God gave. One of the promises that God gave to Abraham and Sarah was that they were going to birth their own biological child. Um, and there's a whole, like, there's so many sermons on Sarah's <laughs> and Abraham's disobedience on how they did not want to wait on God. And they ended up like trying to produce a, a love child through a surrogate or whatever that thing. Yeah. Um, in the Bible days. And it was uh, epic fail. So yeah, that and in itself, like wait on the Lord, like obey the Lord. So anyways, there was a promise. And, you know, the promise was that, hey, he God told Sarah, look, um, you are going to give birth, you know, but Sarah's laughing at God like, child, boo, where? It's coming out of where? Because your girl is 90. I'm old. I mean, y'all, like, Sarah's like old, old too at this point. I mean, like, she's not like, oh, I'm 30 and then I'll be 35. So, you know, the eggs stop working. Like, females, you know, when we hit, when we getting close to 30, all nerves are shot. Like, all right, so I got five years. Because at 35, they told me that it's like, what? Is it geriatric or something birth? Like, I probably said that wrong, but I don't know. <laughs> um, where it's like you're at risk, like um, when you're cer- past a certain age, especially when you hit 35, 40, you know, um, your eggs not all the way, you know, that useful, whatever. But look, don't listen to that. Like, God is out here allowing women women to birth at 40. I just saw an uh, article talking about a, a lady birthing at 50. I said, well, well, my God, won't he do it? Um, not my desire, but look, if it's his will, <laughs> it's his will. Um, but yeah, so... He, God told Sarah, like, yes, you'll have a child. And um, they didn't. He kept, God kept his promise. And so that was a promise. But the the promise was connected to the child that they were going to birth. And it was Isaac. And Isaac was also connected to another promise. And that promise was that um, a nation would be birthed from would be birthed from Isaac. A nation of people will be birthed through their son, Isaac. So he was going, that was a promise. So once they had Isaac, you know, um, Isaac had a call on his life and he had a promise over his life and that that would then start the nation, like nations of people would be birthed through him. So um, I was reading in Genesis 22, though, like of the time where God told Abraham to do something so bizarre and crazy. Now, in the eyes of man, yes, it's crazy. Like literally Abraham's faith was so, it was tested um, when God told him to offer his son Isaac as a burnt offering. So what a burnt offering was like a sacrifice. Like you bring your son um, and like where they used to um, take lambs and sacrifice them and like chop them off like their head or I don't know how they did it, but it was like blood and that was a sacrifice. It was like some real weird stuff. Um, but that was, you know, the Bible days. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, God told Abraham to do that. And so while 
Abraham had already seen God come through by the birth of Isaac, right? So he already seen God come through. He's like, okay, like you allowed my wife at 90 to bear a child. Like, that's crazy. So I got to believe God that what you're telling me right now, even though it sounds really, it sounds like it's like a contradiction to the promise because you're asking me basically like to almost kill my son when you said that my son was actually going to be the one to birth a nation of people through him. You know, Abraham was like, I, I trust you. And so rather than worry about what people might think of God giving him such this bizarre or weird command that he did, Abraham obeyed the command and let God take care of it of himself. He, Abraham had, his faith was set up, look, God, like at the end of the day, first of all, I dedicated Isaac back to you. This is your son and you know what you're doing. So I'm about to go and I'm taking my son up to this mountaintop or wherever they had to go. And they, and he was about to literally like sacrifice his son. Um, He acted in such obedience to it um, because he was just like, look, I don't know how the outcome is going to be. I don't know what you're going to do. That's really none of my business. All what my business is like, you told me to do this specific thing. And now I have to go and trust that you know what you're doing. And if I can just, you know, drop, you know, put a pause right here. It's like, how many of us really take the time and you know, trust God that when he tells us to do something that we may think, okay, God, well, that's contradicting to what you, you know, had told me the original promise was. So for example, if it was, you know, your goals and your dreams, you know, to, you know, go into grad school and, you know, become this doctor or lawyer, whatever. And God was like, um, I don't want you to finish grad school. I need you to stop what you're doing right now and disenroll. And I need you to go and do this. Um, I need you to do this other assignment. Like how many of us really would be willing to just stop and sacrifice what we had already was promised to us. We thought was promised to us and stop it because we're like, you know, God told us to God told us to surrender it and sacrifice it and said, no, I have you. I need you to do this other assignment. Um, And we start questioning God, like that doesn't add up to what you told me to do. So why would I stop that? And we start questioning. And instead of acting in obedience and doing that thing, we're questioning God. Um, You know, so many, I think the way that, um, the way that God, that, that Abraham faith was set up, he treated this um, assignment and this call as God's problem and not his own problem. He loved Isaac. He loved his son. Who No, he did not want to kill him. But he knew like if God made him and allowed him to be birthed, I believe God loves Isaac way more than I love Isaac, right? So therefore, I have to trust that God knows exactly what he's doing. And the the moral of the story with that whole, like just Genesis 22 was like, I mean, he didn't actually go through. Like once God, so he was being, Abraham was being tested. And there's a lot of times where we're being tested and we don't even know it. And we fail the test because we're just not wanting to walk in obedience because it doesn't look like or sound like or contradicts of what 
we felt that already God told us to do. And so um, just like, you know, I think in the episode, it was purpose versus um, plans. Uh, I was talking about that just when God interrupts you. Sometimes we get interrupted with tests, tests that really like shake us up and we're like, yo, no, 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 this was not a part of the course. This was not a part of the plan. Like this is not a part of the, you know, goal and the promise, God. So why are you telling me I can't accomplish this or I can't do this? Or why are you telling me to, you know, sacrifice this right now? Because, you know, you want me to do this other assignment. Like that's not what I signed up for. And God is just like, what your assignment is to obey. And what I tell you to do, you need to obey, you know, and... You know, Abraham's, like I said, Abraham's job was simply to obey. It wasn't to second guess. It wasn't to doubt. It wasn't to fear. It wasn't to overthink, overcomplicate, just obey. obey. And Abraham did not fear for his own well-being. He trusted that God, he trusted God, he trusted that God would take care of him and Isaac. And it just shows that when you can live a surrendered and a faith-based life and obedience that you can truly, it's not, you can truly just say, God, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I believe God that you will make a way. I believe God that you know exactly what you're doing, the time, the place that you're intentional about seasons, about um, opportunities, about when I should go, when should I stay, where where should I go, where should I stay, what you know, what is the course of action that I need to take, and so I just have to believe. I don't know because at the end of the day, like Abraham was in this, um, you know in this faith and obedience where he was just like, all right, I have faith and I'm just about to obey. I don't actually have any like confirmation or any facts, or I don't know anything. I don't even know the outcome. And like I said, God was literally just testing Abraham. And, I, and at the end, he was just like, Abraham, stop. Cause like legit, like Abraham had the, I think the ax or whatever, and was just about to chop off Isaac. And he was like, stop. Okay, I see that you are, you know, a good servant. You have, you now, I can trust that so you obey me. Like you, you, you have faith in me. And, you know, my question, you know, to, you know, to my question for you guys is, you know, what areas in your life that you're still holding on to that you have not fully surrendered to God? Because like I said, I know there's touchy subjects. There's touchy areas where you just feel like, God, I don't, I don't know if I can really trust you with that part of my life. And so I'm still having my grip on it because, you know, I don't know the outcome and I rather just have a confirmation of the outcome through my, you know, through my prediction and my will versus, you know, having just to believe in the unknown. Um, And the one thing that, you know, I encourage, you know, all of you guys is to know that you don't, like I said, you don't have to know, you just have to believe, but know that God will never forsake you. And I think, you know, if you truly believe in that and you know that, if you believe in it, then you'll start knowing that, you know what, I'm looking at my past record, like, 
God really ain't, he ain't really giving me what I deserve. Let's be honest, he's not. He's still taking care of me even when I don't deserve it. So let me just trust that he knows what he's doing, you know? And, you know, when you're still trying to hold on to the things in your life and you don't want to surrender it, you know, you need to know that obedience is not just going to affect you, but it's going to affect the generations after you and and what you choose to obey God in. And if God has told you specifically to do a certain thing in your life, whatever that may be, you know, whether it's stepping out on faith you know, whether it's, you know, taking a pause and in this five-year plan that you had of your life and you're like, God, you know, I feel the call into a different assignment and I hear you saying this assignment, but I'm not sure, you know, I just have to trust and have faith and I have to obey. It's not just affecting you. Um, one of the things God just started revealing me, it was like generations, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, nieces and nephews, they are waiting on your obedience. They are waiting on your surrender. You know, our choice to obey today will affect generations to come. Because if you were to surrender, if you were truly to surrender, generational wealth can be manifested because you decided to surrender to the Lord, your finances, and now your family can have financial peace. If you choose to surrender, generational curses can be broken when it comes to divorce or broken relationships for their, for marriages, you know, for your marriages, because a single men and women, we start, we decided, look, we're going to wait on the Lord and we're going to wait for God's best and we're not going to rush to get married. We're going to make sure that we're intentional about who our our future spouses are and that we, because we decided to be obedient and waiting on God, that generational curse of divorce now can be broken. The broken relationships and marriages, that all can be broken. The cycle of depression, and anxiety, and childhood trauma can be broken because you were obedient when God told you, you need to get into a therapist you into a and into into a therapy session and you need to go speak to a therapist you need to Make sure you start your counseling and begin this um, healing journey from your past. So now that you're not pouring and dropping poison from your past into your future generations because you haven't decided to go get healed. You haven't decided to do the healing journey. You know, God, all of these things can be broken and obedience is connected not only to you, but to generations after you. And when you can when you can truly just step back and be like, you know what, God? I'm not going to be selfish anymore. It's not about me. You know, in the last podcast I was talking about, it's above me. It's not about what I want, what I desire. It's about everything that could possibly be connected to my name after I'm gone. Like, that is some heavy weight. And I just believe that God is calling us to walk in obedience. Um He's looking for bold and unashamed men and women that can be change agents for their family and for the world. Like, I know that, you know, mommy and daddy, they, you know, did things very different. They were either really, really strict or they were just real, real loose. They didn't care about nothing, none of the rules, you know, or they weren't at intentional parents. They didn't sit down and have open and honest conversation with their kids. They weren't as, you know, affectionate and loving and compassionate 
passionate, you know? And so now when you're thinking about, you know, um, thinking about your future family, you're wanting to do things different. I believe that, you know, we can do that if we are truly living a surrender life and, and walking in obedience, because then God will start revealing, okay, so what are some things that can help you be a better, you know, parent that can help you be a better person, a better friend, a better spouse, like a better um, co-worker, a better boss, like a better entrepreneur. These are things that God will start revealing to you if you really truly live a surrender life. And then when you're living that and you're walking obedience, he will bless you and he will start revealing those things. Um, But I know what you guys are probably thinking, Jess, but it's hard. It's hard to be obedient when you're in this space or maybe not everybody is on the same spiritual maturity or has the same spiritual intellect on what on what God has called you to do and so you're like kind of very you're very cautious you know and as you should be because you don't I like like I was just um listening to the sermon uh, hasty faith, faith, sorry, hasty faith by Mike Todd. Um, and you know, he was talking about when we jump too soon, you know, and we are now we jump too soon to faith and we haven't really sat down and, you know, really gotten quiet and received confirmation that this is what God told us to do versus what we think we should be doing. And then we just try to cover it up and say, well, God told me to do this, so I'm going to do it. God told me to move here, so I'm going to move here. When you probably didn't really tell you to do that, and, uh, but it just sound better because that's really what your plan was. Um, and so we're... Um, we're a little too hasty and quick to move versus waiting and being still to get confirmation. Um, but usually when you are in a surrender life, um, sometimes you go in the season when you start, you have to eliminate the noise. And what I mean, like eliminating the noise, like, like I said, of, you know, um, unbelieving friends, unbelieving family members of fearful friends and fearful family members of, of, uh, friends that have anxiety and doubt and family members that have anxiety, doubt, and, and you have to watch, you know, eliminate the noise of, you know, social media, eliminate the noise of what, you know, people are saying that are very contradictive to the word of God because they're not secure in their own um, faith. And so one of the um, main things to do is to, you must guard and protect your obedience at all costs. So whatever God has called you to do, um, and you receive that confirmation, like for me specifically, I remember what God called me to, um, to resign from my company. Um, I was very strategic on who I told this to. I only talked to like a select, like five people. And I have a, and that's good because I do have a lot of friends and a lot of family. So I could easily talk to way more, but this was such a delicate area. Um, I was asking God, like, okay, God, who do you want me to speak to that would be able to speak the right type of faith that I need? 
because I don't need their insecurities and their doubts and their fears now trying to bleed over and, and now, you know, brainwash my mind of what I know I heard you say, you know, say to me. So watch who you talk to about what God has revealed to you. Watch who you talk to um, and watch who you talk to about what God has revealed to you. Ask God for discernment on who you should talk to. You cannot share everything with everybody. Again, you cannot share everything with everybody. God be telling us to do some crazy things, okay? Just like the, the Crazy Faith series, if you, you know, go and watch that, like, he tells us to do some crazy things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and it's just like, what? Why would you tell me to do that? But guess what? It's not meant to be shared to everyone. Sometimes it's best to either move in silence, because if... I don't need validation from man. I just need the confirmation of God and I have to push forth in that. I have to trust. I have to obey. I have to believe in it, right? So, and like I say that, you know, I say that because like I said, some people will express their own fears and doubt and insecurities on what God asked you to do. And God asked specifically you to do, not for them. And so it's so easy and it can be like, you just, like I said, pray, really discern it, pray and ask for discernment. Cause like, even with your accountability partners, your mentors, your, you know, God, brother and sisters, your, your, um, your parents, definitely your parents. Woo, child. I don't know how many times I'm going to tell don't be telling your parents everything. I'm sorry. Do not. Because like some of the old school faith, <laughs> the way it's set up, it's just, <laughs> it is not it is not crazy faith. They ain't got no crazy faith. They got that. I need confirmation faith. I don't want to step out of my comfort zone faith. Like you don't want to get into that. So I do believe just like be careful. Um, because like I said, like one, like I said, once that, once the fear once the spoken fear or doubt has been released from a friend, a loved one, or a pastor, or someone you really hold dear, now it starts to hold weight over what God has called you to do. And so, you know, one of the things that um, I've always, like I've learned is like, don't let the whispers of people hold more weight than the whispers of God. What God is whispering into you constantly and the Holy Spirit keeps tugging on your heart on that same thing. And you know it's the Holy Spirit because usually the Holy Spirit is telling something you do not want to do. But you know this is something that God is telling you to do. Do not let that. Don't don't let people, you know, don't let people's whispers get more weight. And then you now are trying to like, now you're like, oh, well, I actually confirmed it with a physical person, a being and a person. So now I'm like, you know, they're saying, I, they, they, they are saying I shouldn't do this. So maybe, you know, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe that was their fear. Maybe that was their doubt. Maybe that was their insecurity. Maybe it was something that they never had this, the faith to step out. And so they just like, I don't think you should do it. Like, it sounds weird to me. You got to guard. You got to protect your obedience. Like, um, I think when we get to a point where we are just like, all right, God, I heard something. I'm not sure what it is. 
I believe that you should fast. I believe that you should, like I said, eliminate the noise. What is it that thing that you can really get quiet and still with God? Don't be in a rush to do it. Um, yeah, do not be in a rush to do it. Okay. Like slower decisions are smarter decisions. I got that from a book, uh, from, uh, Danita's book. Uh, it's called the 90 day plan. Really dope book. I may do an episode on that cause yeah, that was a really good book, but yeah, like, um, yeah, slower decisions are smarter decisions. So yes, God has probably spoke something over your life, told you to do something. I don't know what it is. Uh, but don't be in a rush to just go and do it. I say take time, get confirmation, and protect and walk in the obedience. Once you get the confirmation, it's time to walk. It is time to move. There is no more trying to do shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, no, go and do that thing. Because again, the obedience that is not just for you, but it's going to affect generations after you. It's going to affect nations. I mean, you have so much at stake when you decide to just, you know, trust God. And then, man, things will be birthed. Um, the scripture comes to mind where it says, uh, James 1, James 1, 12 said, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life for those who love him. And, um, I believe that there's a promise connected to that. Um, there's a promise connected to those who, to everything that was promised to you will come, to, um, will come to you, um, if you endure the test. And so like, you know, Abraham, Abraham endured the test. He had temptation, he had tests and he chose to follow through and obey God. And, um, as you can see, a nation of, you know, Israel was birthed through him, like, and, um, you know, a nation of people was birthed through him. And I just believe that God is out here wanting for us to live our best lives and not the best lives, like the raggedy best lives y'all be talking about. <laughs> He's wanting us to live our best righteous life where we can just man manifest in everything that he called us to do and our goals our um, and our purpose and our plans and um, bring glory to him. And when we're living in obedience, man, like like I said, everybody can't be a part of that. Everybody can't know your business. Like, you got to mind that. You got to be like, you know, there's a time and place for everything. And there's a season for everything. Every person has a season. Every opinion. <laughs> like, it's not necessary. I don't have to hear it. I just need to hear God. I don't need the, the validation from man. I need the confirmation of God, and I need to just walk in it. It may sound crazy to um, the person right now, you know, your loved one or whoever, but in the long run, they'll look. you'll look back and be like, it, it was faith, and it turned out being faith, and it turned out being favor, and it turned out being the promise that God had always put in me and whispered to me, and now it's manifesting because I walked in obedience. So my prayer is that we get really intentional about walking and living in an obedient, in an obedient, like-minded life where whatever he is telling you to do, that you do it and you have no regrets and you just be bold in that thing. Um, and we're not out here, you know, we can't please everybody named mama. 
All we can do is just move forward into what he's calling us to do. And it looks different for ev- from, for everybody. So do not compare your obedience to anybody else's. That is just a trap of the enemy. <laughs> Thinking like we were all unique, that we we're all like called to do the same thing. No, we are all unique. We are not all equal in what God has called us to do. We are unique and he has made us that way. And I'm so thankful um, for that. So yes, my desire is that you guys share this episode, that you mind your obedience, watch who you talk to, do your thing. And if this episode has blessed you, you know, shout it out on the social media, um, share it, um, subscribe, and make sure you write a review um, because I look at each review and... I'm so thankful for uh, God just moving, continuing to move. So you guys go forth in obedience and have some crazy faith.